questions. Okay, welcome folks to um, a long overdue um, uh, interview with Pennine Suite, or more importantly, uh, it's just Nick, Nick Alderus from Pennine Suite, uh, front man, formerly front man of a band that we cannot name, but they were the receivers. Um, now he's heading Pennine Suite, a five piece, one of uh, the, the, the counties, if not the country's finest up and coming bands. Now, we're going to talk about the new single soon, but before that, Nick, I have a, a kind of a quick fire round. Um, I've already introduced you in terms of your name. So describe yourself in three words to the listeners. Oh, God. Um, that can count as two if you want. Oh, God. <laughs> in three, what, myself or the band? Oh, no, you can, I'm going to come to the band. This is yourself no, no, in three um, words. I'd say fish and chips. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a good one. Um, and now describe the band in three words. Um, three words. Um, <laughs> salt and pepper. Goes with the fish and chips. Um, exactly. Need vinegar, need vinegar somewhere, but that's a good start. Um, I'm not going <laughs> to... I did think about saying, um, you know, who's your favourite member of Pennine Suite, but I'm not going to do that because it's only you on the call and it wouldn't have so much <laughs> impact. Um, if you were all there, that might actually um, that might actually play out better. So maybe the next time. So you've had a few gigs recently, haven't you, as well? Yeah, so tell me about busy. some of those. We're in, we were in Hull yesterday on Tuesday and we're in Sheffield on Friday and then York on Sunday. But yeah, it's been it's been really busy, but it's how we like it. I've uh, we've all missed it. Me, Louis, and Harry have all missed it, and then it's nice for Louise and Moses to kind of because they, they haven't really done this before. So, but they love uh, it. Like they just love being thrown in at the deep end. That's quite fascinating. I think when I last saw you live a few weeks ago, you, you mentioned that Moses only been playing bass for about six months. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I live with him. Me, Louis, and Moses live together. Yeah, and. Um, he, we, there was just a guitar kicking about, and he started learning on that. And so he's learning how to play guitar. But I said to him, oh, "I'll try and learn some bass parts first because it's just easy and it gets you going yeah. a bit." Because that's how I learned guitar; I learned bass first. Um, and so he started doing that, and then obviously when it came to us kind of having a bit of a sort out with the lineup, it kind of made sense to just learn on the job, in many ways. Excellent. And um, yeah, that's it. But it's great because he's he's really into like. A lot of old kind of punky stuff like he loves like Iggy Pop and just well stuff like that where the bass playing is quite simple but so effective yeah and it, it works great with us so yeah he's the man he loves it no he's a good player I, I was quite surprised when when you mentioned six months I thought that was uh, impre very impressive so then Louise oh, yeah. hasn't Louise hasn't been in bands a lot then at all no um which is surprising because <laughs> she like she, again, like she's just she's great at it. So, if anything, we feel, I feel quite, um, quite honoured really to have just picked her up and put her. Like, you know, we've had to put her out there, but she loves it. So that's good. It's a bit like the human league picking up the two girls at a, a, a disco, but only she's more talented, frankly. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but, exactly. Um... <laughs> I mean, Louis. Um, well, Louis met Louise at a cafe that they were working at. And Louis kind of said to me as a joke that his kind of um, plan was to get the job, meet somebody in there that could play keyboards, 
preferably a girl because we wanted we wanted the female vocals as well, and then he'd leave. And uh, I th- I'm not sure whether he was joking or not because that's exactly what happened. So, so it's quite funny to be fair, but yeah, she's great. We're really happy to. Well, we're really happy to have had Louise and Moses join in. I think you come across as a, it's, it's a very different band. I know you've joked, you know, I've certainly joked about, you know, the receivers are dead, long live Pennine Suite, that kind of stuff. But, <laughs> you know, there is there is a legacy there in terms of receivers, but I think it's a very different sound. I mean, for me, it's kind of, there's more depth, I think, from the keyboards, from the female vocals. Um, and uh, I think Alex's style was quite different to what you're doing now as well. So I think... Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we kind of just because of a lockdown and that, you can't really do anything else. So we thought, well, we'll just take this time to reassess and things like that. And there's a lot, you know, we're all into lots of different kind of sounds. So we want to find a way of putting it all together. And there's stuff that we, it, it wouldn't work in the receivers. Um, so we kind of like this time, it's like, right, let's not limit ourselves to what we've got. Yeah. If we want to do this, if we want to do that, we're going to have to do it. And uh, it's worked amazingly. And yeah, I, that's really nice of you to say, actually, because I do agree. And it feels like, it feels a lot more kind of, true to what we want to be doing as well like sometimes we'll finish a song and can't we want somebody to around to me and they're like oh that, can't believe that's one of our songs i'm like yeah i know <laughs> that's mint like really proud of it which obviously i always have been but i don't know i've got a lot more pride now because we've like had a lot more preparation time i suppose yeah so i mean talk, talking of your songs i mean pass on you is out uh, on the 25th of march um, which is. is a couple of days time well for anyone listening to this later on it's already out um, <laughs> I think um, I, I've got a few notes together which will go in the review I'm sure and I think there are a few things I thought um, first thoughts uh, early 80s post-punk style in there but with some real pop element I think that, that I'm not going to try and sing it the ooh ooh hook um, yeah. is, is absolute work of genius it's not you know because oh, it, 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 it sticks with you Um and, and you wouldn't want to hear me sing it, trust me, but it sticks with you. And I think, um, I like that. I like that a lot. And, and I think if I've got any criticism of it, it's only, I thought, two minutes, 19 seconds. I thought, you know, maybe a little bit longer, but men, maybe you're waiting for a dance remix. Have you thought about that? I would love that. If It's funny that you say that, two <laughs> minutes, 19, because we used to have this thing where our songs would be too long. I remember once we went and recorded yeah, it was when we went to go record Only Human, the producer was like, everything we do, he said, cut it in half. <laughs> cut it in half, cut it in half, cut it in half. So now, like, we've just got this mentality of keep it short. But I suppose that's, you know, you'll listen to it twice then. And well, yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't detract from it being a, a great song, to be yeah. honest. I, I, really, but, I really love uh, it. The idea of a remix, I think that'd be cool. I've got a friend who does stuff like that. And I've said to him loads that he wants, that he should do it, but, there's a lot of technical stuff involved that I don't have a clue about. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a clue. I've listened to some great remixes, um, but I, you know, I wouldn't have the first clue about how to do it. But I yeah. think, that, I think, <laughs> I think someone who knows what they're doing could do a really good job with that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, he's called John Diego, my friend. So I'm gonna have a word with him. Oh, nice one. Funny nice name. One. So. Um, in terms of kind of coming back after after COVID, what, what was the, the thing you think you've missed the most? Uh, playing live, definitely. Yeah. It is fun. It's just, it's good. It's very therapeutic as well as kind of enjoyable as well. Like you get a lot yeah. out of it. It's a good way to kind of 
just let off steam, really. Well, what do you think? Sorry, carry on. uh, It's just, I don't know. I think I kind of look at it as a lot of people go to the gym and get that kind of feeling. (laughs) Clearly, if you know me, that is not my kind of thing. So, (laughs) yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, so what's I mean was there any kind of real so coming back for your first gig after COVID or you might have actually played the odd one during kind of between in between lockdowns I don't know but were you kind of extremely nervous were you just really ready for it and up for it how, how did you feel before and after I was, I was well up for it like just wanting to get it done yeah. but it was funny because like it was that's Moses and Louise's first ever like gigging experience yeah. So I was a bit, I wasn't worried for them, but I was kind of, I don't know, a lot of it, I did, I spent a lot of it like, you know, making sure that they're all right and like watching them and making sure <laughs> we're going to hear everything. And then we got on stage and they were amazing. It was just like, what am I like worrying about or anything like that? Like, so no, it was great. I, I wasn't very nervous. I was quite, I was ready for it, but it felt good yeah. to be ready for it. Like knowing that we've got, you know, a new songs, new set, and we want to show it to people, and people were there and wanted to hear it. So, it's, yeah, it was lovely. It was a but good think, night. I remember that well. But I think the differences for me as well, in terms of, you know, moving on from receivers to now, so from a four-piece to the five-piece you have now, I think I think Harry on guitar, he's a good guitarist, you know, um, oh, without a doubt. Um, and I think Louis on drums is just on another planet. I just think he's a brilliant, brilliant drummer. Uh, don't tell me he's good. That. I do sometimes worry where all the aggression comes from. <laughs> Maybe it's spending too much time with me, but yeah, he's good on drums. So I think, what, what's next? So the single's coming out, um, Pass On You. Have you got yep. uh, a whole bunch of other songs written, ready to record or recorded? Yeah, we've got plenty. Well, we've got the next, the single after Pass On You is recorded and hopefully going to come out around the summer, but I can't really talk about that yet. Um. But there's plenty more songs written and demoed, but we just need to get some more recording. But as well as that, like we've there's a lot of songs, so it's like we've got at least six that we need to finish. Yeah. So I think the plan is to just demo absolutely everything and just talk to a few people and see which ones are the best to go for. But there's one in the set called Scottish Snow that we all really like, and that will be a single at some point. Um but yeah, yet to record that one. But we, yeah, we've got plenty of stuff to do, really, which is nice. Happy to listen to demos. I wouldn't obviously review them and publish it, but I'm happy to give you any feedback if you want from a just from a publisher's yeah, point God. of view. And um, any any plans for physical releases going forward? Not really. I mean, I wish because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm really into all that kind of thing. But it is it is just so it's so expensive and it's so kind. Oh, of, I know, I know. It's it, it it takes months. Like if yeah, it just it just I love it so much, but it's just expensive and it takes far too long. Like when we had you know when all the old stuff got cut to vinyl, it was amazing. Like so proud of that, and we love it. But it it just it can't. It's not at, at this point. It isn't beneficial. Something that I would quite like to do would be once we've got a couple more singles out of the new stuff, do like a. Uh, record release like an EP of all of them on it and maybe a couple yeah. of others but we'll have to see because it is expensive it's it's just it's just annoyingly annoyingly expensive really well I know I know Jim Quinn who runs Safe Suburban Home Records is um, 
you know, he's been talking for ages. I think a couple of albums he's, he's got released, but they, they've taken so long because of the vinyl shortage. Um, yeah, all oh, the vinyl yeah, factories are pumped to the big exactly. artists. So, um, you know, this delay after delay after delay, which is pretty frustrating when you're a band and you're lining up a, here's our album launch. Yeah. We haven't got, we haven't got the yeah, album. I it's, didn't um, even think the vinyl shortage. Which is a, a real shame because they're, they're pumping it all into the, the big artists, which I kind of understand, but it's a bit of a shame for the, the you know the up and coming bands. But I get you, I get you on the expense. It's kind of it, it really is. We'll see. We'll see um, if we shift shift enough merch and that. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> so um, um, I do love the fact that your your, your bags, merch bags, are actually um, bile beans related. That's my favourite sign in York. Yeah, um, and uh, I yeah, I, just, idea. I think that was Louis's idea, but we just thought rather than you know playing old, put the logo on it, try and put something a bit funny out there, and because that's like that's our favorite kind of merchandise that bands do. Like Louis's got yeah. this T-shirt. In fact, it's a really funny story behind it. So we we went to go and see the Blinders in Sheffield, right? You know, and um, they've got a T-shirt which is just the John Smiths logo. <laughs> but it says the blinders and we like went to the gig and it was great and afterwards we were talking to to them and louis 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 likes john smith so he's like i'm gonna have to buy that so <laughs> we went to the merch desk to buy it and it was um it was leah from the mysterines was working on the <laughs> merch stand because she goes out with tom from the blinders and he was like we went over there like, i'm gonna like you in the mysteries because yeah yeah, yeah. Right, well, of course we'll buy it. And obviously she is like, yeah, like trying to sell me one as well. And I didn't get a T-shirt, but I got a poster. And then a couple of months after that, the Mysterines played at the Crescent. And Louis often does a bar shift at the Crescent and he was oh, wearing know, that top just by like coincidence. <laughs> and she was like, didn't I, didn't I sell you that in Sheffield? And he was like, yeah. And she goes, right, get yourself a pint as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> And now, like their obviously, like their albums just come out. And it's amazing. So it's just it's just a funny story, really. That's that's brilliant. I think um, where where people mess with a logo. I mean, I've seen the Coca Cola one done as Coke with a line under it and things like that. But yeah. I think that there's a classic one. I'm sure I'm remembering this right, but I think it was Hugh Cornwall from the Stranglers um, when he was in the band many many years ago, and it was the Ford logo, the Ford Cars logo, but it actually said fuck. Ah. And I'm pretty sure they got some real real issues over that because back I mean, in the back in the late 70s wearing something like that was kind of like oh my god <laughs> the f word on a t-shirt um but it's that's a really good idea though oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was i'm pretty sure i need to i need to do the research afterwards but i'm pretty sure that's why my memory is that it was yeah it was we've got a couple of ideas for other merch like obviously kind of simple but playstation Obviously, PS Pennine Suite. <laughs> we thought about doing that, but something I've wanted to do for years is kind of. But I'm in two minds about it. Is rip off um, the Sam Smith Brewery <laughs> design, where it's got like the Times New Road oh, no, yeah. and the Yorkshire Rose. It says Pennine Suite under it rather than Sam Smith. But I don't want people to think that we're massive bigots. Like we're only doing it because it's you know it's like a Yorkshire thing. It's just cheap booze, but. I don't really want to be seen as like, you know, massive homophobic. No, 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 I know what you mean. Um, I'm sure people wouldn't necessarily think that, but um, you can always do Yorkshire tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could do Yorkshire tea. That's a good one. 
You can actually That's a really good one. I might, I might, I might end up doing that actually. Well, I've got, I've got an Apollo Junction um, tea towel. There you go. So you know, you can sell that as merch, a tea towel. Yeah, yeah, could do it. Um, you could do it. I was thinking, like, along the lines of that PlayStation thing, we could sell CDs in like old PlayStation cases <laughs> and like make singles out of it. Which I did discuss with Louis the other day, so we might do that, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just, but yeah, like we've done, merch is such a complicated thing because we've done stuff before where we're really proud of the design and stuff and it's always sold. But it's just, I don't know, the best kind of like band t-shirts have something funny and like memorable about them. Yeah. Like I've got, um, <coughs> obviously I'm like a huge fan of the Cribs and I've got this t-shirt that one of their fans designed and like they tweeted it to the cribs and they're like, Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. We're going to run, we'll do some shirts of that. And it's, it's the, uh, it's the goo Sonic youth album cover, <laughs> but they've like styled it as the cribs. And uh, obviously I love both of them bands. Uh, but I, I just love that. Cause people look at it like, Oh, I love Sonic youth. They're like, Oh, me too. But it's actually a crib shit. Oh, I love the cribs. Me too. <laughs> it's, uh... There's a, there's another band I've seen a couple of times, Millie Manders and the shut up. Um, oh, yeah. They're kind of, kind of ska punk and a bit of everything. And um, they, they had an online review. The guy basically said, uh, dog toffee, avoid at all costs. I think it's a polite way of saying dog shit. But they've actually put some <laughs> t-shirt, T-shirts together with that quote on it. Um, and that they're basically their van. They actually, they're, they're full time now. That's, that's their only income. Their van blew up. Um, and um, they've used the T-shirts to raise money to buy a new van along with a crowdsourcing, crowdfunded thing. But um, wow. apparently the, the guy who made the original comment was quite upset that I'd actually used it to profit. Um, but I thought, you know, Christ, mate, if, I, if, if my quote was used on a T-shirt, I'd, I'd be quite proud of it, frankly. Yeah. Uh, even, even if I did think the band were crap. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's the way you go. So Pennine Suite, what, what drew you to the name? Um, and, and, and what other names did you consider? Um. Well, we were watching Phoenix Night. Yeah. And me and Louis were, because at this point, he was like, right, we're going to change the name if we're getting a new lineup and a new sound. So it was like, you know, we're going to change the name as well. And we were just watching it, and there's a line where it's like, oh, stick him in the Pennine Suite. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, Pennine Suite's good. And like at the, at the exact same time, both of us were like, that should be the band name. Yeah. And so it was. But before, I'm trying to think what else is kicking about. I wanted to call us um, anti-socialites <laughs> after the Always album. And I just, I just like that word. But we went with Pennine Suite at the end because it's, it's just a better story. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, I think it, it's tough for any new band because I think, you know, so many decent names are already gone. Um, yeah. And if, oh, if yeah, you look- yeah, yeah. It's half the battle, that. And if you look back in history, frankly, the Beatles wasn't a great name, but that doesn't really matter anymore, you know? It's kind no. of... Um, um, the Quarrymen is a better name. Oh, it probably is, actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, the Beatles, when you think about it, it's just it's not a great name, but uh, who cares? People forget. Yeah. If, if you're a good band, it doesn't matter anyway, I think. Um, nah, I suppose not. I mean, like, Echo and the Bunny Men, what's that all about? Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I love um, them. yeah. It's it's a very strange world um, in terms of that. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so 
Any any thoughts in terms of I don't know if you've got anything and, and if you can't say that's fine. Have you got you got any big kind of support slots with with uh, really big acts lined up? Uh, or if not, who would you like to support? Do you know what? It's funny you say that because we, like just recently, like we started getting gigs with bands that like we are big fans of, which yeah. has never happened before. Obviously, like we've played with bands that we love, um, but never kind of bands that we've listened to regularly and then yeah. managed to get on with. But um just trying to think. Yeah, it should be fine to say it. Um, but Chris Sherrington of the Fulford Arms yeah. um, messaged me last night asking if we could play at the Fulford Arms with Avalanche Party. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. I'm going to be doing that. Like, love those guys. Um, and that's on the 2nd of April. It's I think it's All just right. being announced actually right now. Okay. Um, I don't know who else is playing yet, to be honest with you, but you know what Chris is like. It'll be a great lineup. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I mean, and yeah, that's that's amazing because we really like them, and we've also we're playing with Life at Young Thugs as well, who are from Hull. They're a, a punk band from Hull. They're, again, they're really good songs. I think they're on like the third album now as well. Yeah, I just still a massive seen booking them. for a South Bank club. Yeah, that's, but, um, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So we're really happy to be on that, and we've got. There was another one as well, but I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, don't, but, don't um, worry. Don't worry. In terms of if, who I would like to support, my dream is to is to support the Cribs, and I have tried everything. <laughs> Pardon the pun, because that's one of their songs. But um, I've tried every way around it, and it hasn't happened yet, but it will. It will. <laughs> I say that with 110% confidence. I, I know it, it, it. It, it, it's um, Turnbull from Skylights has actually said that you know don't give up, keep the dream, and they're actually supporting the enemy. Um, yeah, I've seen in, that. Yeah, they're doing really well. Really yeah, yeah, doing really well. It's um, uh, they, it's funny because I've got three singles I've been listening to this week: yours, Skylights, and a, a band called JW Paris. Um, all right, all, all out on Friday, so that my reviews will all be coming out Thursday night, Friday morning, um, or wow. sometime on Friday anyway. Um, for those three and I've decided on those three to do individual reviews rather than some kind of singles roundup so it might actually help you more I think that way that's the plan anyway um, yeah excellent thanks ra- rather than being part of a list of seven or eight it's um, it's kind of a, a one-off review kind of thing so well um, but yeah I mean the, the only other thing I'm going to kind of close now but one one thing to say is what 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 kind of words of encouragement have you got to people um, post-COVID about coming back to live music? Um, uh, something nice and positive because we've had a shit two years. Yeah. Um, if anything, I just like, just don't, I know it sounds rubbish, but like, just don't worry. If you want to go to a gig and you want to stand at the back and wear a mask and kind of, you know, be a bit distant from other people, that is completely fine. Yeah. And if anybody's going to say like, oh, what are you doing at a gig if, you, you know, if you're wearing a mask and you're stuck at the back, like, like then the dickheads, like, don't listen yeah. to that. Like, because like, I've, you know, as soon as gigs kind of reopened, I did just throw myself in at the deep end and somehow still never managed to catch COVID or <laughs> test positive for it. Um, but that's just me. Like, that's what I want to do. But I've, I've noticed that at gigs before, it's like, what's this idiot doing? Why has he got a mask on this and that? It's like, just go to it at your own level. Like, don't worry about it. Don't feel like you can't 
enjoy yourself. Like, good, because because goal, it's, you know, goal. hopefully at this point, it's not going to go away again. So you can, yeah. you've got all the time in the world to ease yourself back into it. Or if you feel like, yeah, I want to go out and absolutely have it, then it's like, great, do that. But just just be wary of others because I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you, like since COVID, I've been to a couple of gigs. Well, I've been to a lot of gigs, but like gigging culture, it, it's, I don't know, I feel like people, I've had, I've had a couple of experiences where people have just been knobheads and it's like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, I went, oh my, like, I went to go and see the Cribs at the Peace Hall in Halifax which is like a huge gig for them and like an amazing venue, as I'm sure you know. And this woman like turns around and starts strangling me, <laughs> like literally strangling me because she's, because, you know, I think she's clearly upset and she hasn't been to a gig in a while and she's, you know, looking to take, you know, take her anger out on someone. But it's like, obviously like, I'd done nothing wrong. It was just yeah. an energetic crowd, quite busy, a lot of pushing and stuff like that. But that's what's going to happen at a punk gig, like kind of thing. And if you're not, comfortable obviously like that's fine people will look after you and make sure that you're safe and things like that but she like turned around and just started strangling me I was like what are you doing <laughs> and she's like you keep bashing into me it's like I've got 5,000 people behind me like it's one of them it's one of them but yeah if I could say anything to people get back out to gigs it's just do it at your own rate and just no one if someone if someone says to you why are you here if you're wearing a mask and that just tell them to fuck off yeah <laughs> like, oh, I totally agree I think I don't wear a mask now. I generally have it in my pocket, but um, no one asks yeah. me to. So, um, and I'm surprised because I thought I'd carry on for ages. But yeah, it's to each their own. You know, if you feel right doing it, then then bloody do exactly. it. You know? um, exactly. I mean, like last night in Hull, it was it was great because there was a really energetic up at the front group of people. But then, like as I got off stage and kind of went go and get a drink and that, no, it was quite a lot of people at the back with masks on as well. And I was just like, that's great. Like, yeah. Best way on it, then everyone has a good time. Like, yeah, that's what I'd say. And nice as well as that, mate. buy drinks at the venues. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep them open. Don't try and don't try and bring in a bottle of vodka or something. <laughs> Please. <laughs> buy merch. Yeah, that's what I'd buy say. drinks at the venue. Um, and yeah, just don't be a knobhead, I think. And that's, that's um, I, I actually have two rules for life. One is be kind. The other is don't be a dick. I kind yeah, of, man- exactly. I kind of, man- I kind of manage it most times. Uh, I know when I haven't. Um, I know myself. So, um, but no, it's a good, good note to end on, mate. Um, no, thank you. Good luck with a single. I hope it it, it goes massive. Uh, deserves it. <laughs> yeah, and, same. Uh, thank you. Looking forward to hearing it live again soon. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've got plenty, plenty coming up, and got a lot of got a lot of stuff going on in York as well. Coming up to summer, so yeah, we'll we'll have a beer soon. Excellent, mate. All right, you take care. Say hi to the rest of the band as well. I will do. I will do, mate. Thank you very much, Bill. Take care, mate. See ya. Bye. Cheers, though. Bye. If you've enjoyed this interview um, and you want to find out more, um, you can find us on the site with just a hint of mayhem.com, the Facebook page, which is, again, with just a hint of mayhem. Uh, Twitter is at a hint of mayhem. Instagram is with just a hint of mayhem. And email, you might guess, is with just a hint of mayhem at gmail.com and of course if you're interested in reviewing or writing for um, for us here at uh, with just a hint of mayhem feel free to get in touch we'll be happy to speak to you and hopefully have you writing for us soon bye for now